so this this one was rough. Um, this one was literally just um, me needing to talk through uh, my day yesterday and uh, the mi minor breakdown I had this morning, um, hanging out with a friend of mine who just didn't understand me, um, even though I thought he did, um, and just figuring out life, you know? I titled it Lean Into the Chaos because it's one of my favorite quotes of just like, when life gets crazy, just lean, lean into it. You know, just lean into the chaos <laughs> and see where it takes you. Um, just allow chaos sometimes in your life. I know that we all fight for stability because um, stability is safety. And I definitely understand that. But sometimes leaning into the chaos when life gets chaotic is the easiest way to go about. At the end, you can figure out what's up, but yeah, it was just a lot of, a lot of that, and it was, it was hard. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any trigger warnings, and I don't believe there are. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was also, like, talking about, like, ADHD, uh, and how neurodivergency, for the most part, is, like, becoming more and more of a thing that people are understanding, um, but a lot of neurotypicals still be like, well, why don't you just, you know, do the normal thing? And it's just like, if I could do the normal thing, I wouldn't be in this predicament. Um, and so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of understanding yourself and what you need to do for yourself and why that may be different than the standard way of going about things. And also just sometimes how things may not work out one way and then work out even better in the end. Um, there was another quote that I was trying to think of and I can't think of it. Um, but it's, I know there's that cliche line of like, oh, when the universe, like, what is it? Like when it shuts a door, it opens a window or shuts a window, something like that. But it's a lot of time, um, if something, if, if something is rejected or, you know, canceled or whatever, if an event is been canceled or, your car breaks down on the way to the thing, like, just, maybe, you're just not supposed to do the thing, um, and that's how I've kind of been living my life lately, I've just been following my own path of just, if I can do the thing fairly easily, if I have all the, you know, energy to do the thing, and I can do the thing, great, if I have, if, if my energy is saying, no, we can't do that. If my executive dysfunction's like, nah, brah, we ain't doing that. Or if the world cancels it, it's one of those that like, well, shit, <laughs> just kind of accept it. Lean into the chaos. And maybe another time you'll be able to do the thing. Um, so this is kind of all about that and me just kind of talking through it. Um, yeah, I think it's more weepy in the beginning. Again, I did not edit it, nor am I editing this. I'm just kind of uploading it as I go. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully this all hits all the right points for somebody and helps. I don't function how other people function and it really, really hurts <laughs> when I am trying to tell somebody about my executive dysfunction, about how, like, I keep forgetting to eat and how I have needed to do laundry for two weeks and I just can't seem to do it because there is a half a mile walk between me and the laundromat 
and I have to cart my stuff over there and it's heavy and then it's just that it's that is what is stopping me um and then they're like well you can do laundry at my house and I was like I appreciate the offer but your house is still you know about the same amount away thus it's still not getting done And when you're just like, oh yeah, no, I've had doctors trying to prescribe me Adderall. And I'm like, yeah, it must be nice. Because I've been trying to get diagnosed in order to get Adderall or something to that degree. To make my life easier on me. Because this world was not meant for the way I think. For the way I cope. For the way I ping pong between a lot of things because in other people's on the outside world looking in my life looks like chaos and honestly this is the first time in my life that it doesn't feel like chaos because I stopped following society's rules on how I should function and I've just started functioning with how I function I've just started being. I've just started existing. I will ping pong between eight different projects. And sometimes something will get done. Something, pro Sometimes projects fuse into each other. Sometimes it just gets put away. But for the first time, I am not stressed. Because in my house, in my space in the ways that I can control how I do things, I do them my way. And I get them done, and I'm a lot happier, and I'm a lot stre less stressed about it. But the things I haven't been able to manage, the things my... <laughs> my internal... mind uh, has deemed not of high priority has been struggling. And sometimes it kind of works out. I have had a bear pantry for a while now. Um, like, I've basically just been snacking at work. Every now and then going to my favorite spot where my friend works, my friend owns, and having a little meal. And telling myself that's enough to get through the day because... While I don't have an appetite, thank you, ADHD, I don't have an appetite, so I don't really eat much, but my body still needs nutrients. <laughs> and so the idea of grocery shopping, which is a big haul from a grocery store, and if I can't manage to do a big haul with my laundry, a big haul from a grocery store is a lot harder. And so I was thinking, I was just like, okay, I'll get it delivered. Uh, yeah, I'll get it delivered. And so um, I tried, and I have EBT, so I was like, okay, Safeway, Safeway can do deliveries via EBT. So I spent probably about an hour loading up a cart, a virtual cart on Safeway. And putting a lot of work into it of just like kind of putting together meals that I know that I'll eat comfort foods that even if I have no no desire to make any food I can still get some kind of calories and some kind of substance in me 
like little things um, and a lot of a lot of stuff um, that I know that would pass for ADHD tax and also small meals in which I can put together when I'm feeling good like breakfast I, I actually really enjoy making breakfast and just you know I put a lot of work into it and lo and behold I get to the checkout and that particular location doesn't or like Safeway overall doesn't do delivery with EBT you can do pickup but no delivery and that again means it wasn't gonna happen so I did some research uh, Instacart takes EBT great so I set up a cart I spent another probably 45 minutes filling up a cart virtual cart all the while like it's overwhelming and stressful and like every part of my brain is just like you don't want to do this there is no joy in this and I'm pushing myself and pushing myself and so I finally fill up the cart I get really excited about it and lo and behold that store technically does not do EBT on Instacart so another bust so I put my phone down for a while I haven't eaten all day and I've been staring at food for the last basically two hours but I put my phone down because I'm about to melt down because I'm overwhelmed because it's too much it's just too much so I put it down and I do something else for a little bit or at least I try to um, but really I just scroll on TikTok and lay on my floor and then a couple hours later after I've started like four projects <laughs> in my room and I listen to Christmas carols and I have this idea that I'm going to set up my room for Christmas this year which is hard because uh, historically um my family never really did Christmas, and so I'm, when I think of Christmas, I think of like the family traditions and all that kind of stuff, and being sad that I don't have one. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm an adult. I'm going to make my own this year. I'm going to make my own Christmas, you know, my own Christmas traditions, my own way to be festive this year that makes me happy, that has nothing to do with family. Um... You know, I have a stocking, I have a fireplace, I have a tiny little tree that I got from my cubicle, um, and I have lots of little, little things that I've collected, little souvenirs of my life in little ways, that each, each little one means a lot to me, but none of them are particularly festive, and you know what? They fit perfectly on my tiny tree. Old keychains. Um bottle caps from cool events and stuff and they all mean something to me and so they will be my tiny ornaments for my tiny tree for my Christmas for my personal Christmas and I get the idea that I'm gonna do all this and I was like cool great where's my tiny tree it's under my bed in a box perfect I can get that out well in the process I end up half making my bed only to realize that my winter bedding is in a crate that is part of my TV stand so then I have to move everything off of that in order to get my bedding out in order to make my bed in order to 
get fresh bedding for the cold winters. And then while I'm doing that, I finally pull out the box. Um, but then I realize that my room has become an eruption of executive dysfunction pause points. A pile of clean clothes that are folded, but on a chair. Covered with giant decorative pillows that I had taken off my bed. Next to a table full of dishes. From forgotten coffee cups to scraped, scraped clean bowls of random leftovers that my roommates made too much food of. Because that's what I've been surviving on. A scraped out empty peanut butter jar because peanut butter in a spoon has become a comfort food, which is weird because for the longest time I hated peanut butter. And then also a stack of what I had pulled out for Christmas stuff. A songbook that is holiday themed and is molding and falling apart. But it's the only thing I have of Christmas of my childhood because I, every year, I wanted to sing with my family of Christmas carols out of the songbook that I'm fairly sure came from my grandma. It's missing a cover. I think about two pages at least. Um, and it's molded and kind of deformed. And so it's sitting in a leather ledger binder thing under my great grandma's Bible. And I've been trying to reconnect with her as a person. Because her name is Geraldine. She's my namesake. And then on top of that is a photo album of one of my best friends that died a few years back. And I used to spend holidays with her mom and her dad and her family. And she would always invite me to Christmas. And I was... Uh, she was like a sister to me. And so I wanted to pull out her, her picture so she could spend Christmas with me. Next to three empty water bottles. The box is still sitting there with Christmas stuff in it. Among everything else. So I sit down. And I make up another Instacart order. This time, you know what? I'll be nice. I'll just, I'll do a small order. Maybe 50 bucks. Just enough, just enough groceries to get me through like a week and a half. At least. Especially if, I, if, I, if I'm lean with it. Which I fairly am because again, I rarely have an appetite. So I put in the order from the store that accepts EBT. And I clip coupons. And I do my best. But it's still kind of overwhelming as I'm doing it. And finally, the order goes through. Thank goodness. But then it kind of glitches out. The app crashes. And then I get an email saying my order has been cancelled. It's now like 6.30 at night. Even if I were to put in an order, it wouldn't be delivered until like 8. So I give up. I just stop. Because I can't. <laughs> I can't try and do it again. It's just not worth it. I'm already overwhelmed. And I haven't eaten. So I'm a little shaky. But I'm overwhelmed with the day. I'm overwhelmed with the memories. I'm overwhelmed with the hopes. And admiration I have for myself and my hopes. 
my big dreams crushed me a little bit today. Or yesterday, because this all happened yesterday. And so I... I go see my friend. So I bundle up because I know it's cold out and it's been storming. And I put on my rubber boots, my bright yellow raincoat, on top of the coziest sweater I own. And I walk down there. And I get a tasty little stew thing that is so cozy and warming. And it's like... It was like a cup of love after a long day. And I chat, and I smile, and he puts silly cult movies on the TV, Tremors and Goonies. And I hang out. And I have a cup of hot cider that they made, out of persimmons and oranges and cinnamon, and it was so good. It was like... It was like a hug from a mom, which is really nice. Then, as they start closing up, I start to wander home, and it's raining, but it's like a quiet rain. And as I'm walking, I see someone who is prone. That's the best way to put it. They were, uh, they were prone. Uh, sitting against the gate to a house or an apartment, I should say, apartment complex, and getting rained on. No raincoat. So I stop and I help because that's what I do. Turns out this guy went on a bender because his kitty cat of 21 years had passed away he wasn't doing well and I'm like dude I understand like it's hard life is hard and honestly when you've had a pet for so long they become such a integrated part of your life for so long like an anchor an emotional anchor and he had been divorced and so this cat was everything to him it had been for a long time and so I I helped him, which was difficult because he is a very tall man. Luckily, though, he was on the leader side, so I could actually like kind of support his weight. But I helped him up two flights of stairs, kept him from falling, even though it looked like he had fallen a couple times. He had, he had scraped his head, uh, so it was bleeding a little bit. And there were bouts of crying and telling me how kind I was and how he's never had somebody like as kind as me come into his life. Sitting there, I was just like, clearly this is where I meant to be. Like, I've had a rough day, but you know what? This guy has had an even rougher one, and I'm glad I could help in any way possible. With my rain boots, my bright yellow raincoat. I help him up into his apartment and he falls down immediately into the kitchen um, and I try and help him and I leave him a note with my number letting him know to call me in the morning 
Um, so I made sure he's not dead. But I ended up having to leave him in the kitchen because after the whole, you're the nicest person I've ever met. Um, I've never met somebody as kind as you. You're the best. All of that. He then was just like staring at me for a minute. And then he said something along the lines of, well, I may not be able to get hard, but um, we can definitely see where things go. I excused myself pretty quick after that. Because, well, I know for a fact that this man was not going to be able to stand up on his own for at least three hours. Or get himself water or anything. I, I let him know that I was not interested in him. And I went home. When I came home, I just kind of finished making my bed and I crawled into it because I was very tired. But I felt good at the end of the day. Even knowing that I didn't have anything to make anything to eat the following morning. I didn't even have milk for my coffee. <laughs> and then I wasn't sure how I was going to get through. Knowing that I was kind of hungry. But it's fine. I've dealt with hunger before. And then I fell asleep. Following morning, I worried about the dude. And I texted my friend. Because the first time I had actually met this guy uh, was at, you know, the local watering hole. And so I was wondering if the owner knew him, knew any kind of contact, because the guy didn't seem to be doing too well. Um, he didn't really know much, but I was worried about him. And then my friend was just like, hey, going to the grocery store, do you want to come? And it was perfect. Because it was a grocery store that I had heard of and always wanted to go to because it just, it seemed a lot more, a lot less corporate, a lot less capitalism, and a lot more closer to the earth, you know? And it was a cooperative, a worker-owned cooperative. And honestly, that place was a little overwhelming. Uh, and I was going in on an empty stomach and no coffee because it was... I'm going to the store. <laughs> and I was in bed because I was trying to muster up the energy to maybe go get a coffee or a breakfast burrito and bring it to, bring it to the guy who lost his poor little kitty cat. And I got to go grocery shopping. And so, when they say that, there's a couple phrases or a couple quotes that I've been kind of leaning on for the past week. And they really mean a lot to me because it's been really helpful. The first one is, lean into the chaos. Like, when things are going well or when things are going with <laughs> things are moving whether or not you are really have a choice in it 
instead of panic, instead of try and slow it down so you can work it out, just lean into the chaos. Lean into the chaos and see where it takes you. Like whitewater rapids, just lean into it. And honestly, a lot of the times you'll wind up in a brand new place, but it'll be a good spot. And so dealing with the fact that my groceries got canceled three times in a row and I was in a desperate, desperate spot for groceries and without realizing it, my friend just happened to give me that perfect way to not only go grocery shopping, but go grocery shopping at a place that was a lot better for me you know it was a lot more beneficial to both me and the planet and everything else and so it worked out it worked out really well though sometimes sometimes even friends don't understand each other very well And I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping he understands me a little bit more. I know he's trying, but I don't, I don't think how other people think. And so when somebody tells me to just move forward, I have to tell them, hey, the road is blocked. They're just like, no, it's not. It wasn't for me. And I was like, okay, well, clearly it, it it's blocked for me. Like, I, it's a hole blocked off. Like, I can't go this way. I have to go another way. And they're like, well, the other ways don't work. And I'm like, well, they probably don't work for you. But I'm not you. And it hurts because this friend of mine... I love him to death. I really do. And part of the reason why I love him is because he triggers so much unhealed trauma in me. And so every single time he does it, it's like, kind of like a constant homework assignment. Because when I suddenly feel triggered for whatever reason, I get to go home. I get to work on it. I get to figure out why what he did or said triggered me. When it wasn't innately bad. But why? For instance, today I realized that a big trigger that he's been constantly doing, I haven't been able to figure out what it is, is one of those, he has a hard time, I don't want to say listening, because he does listen, but he doesn't just accept what I have to say when it's about me. Whenever I say I'm struggling with something, he then immediately offers solutions. And they would be the standard solutions you always hear from everyone. I'm having uh, having trouble doing laundry. Well, you can do laundry at my house. I'm like, well, that's not the point. The struggle I'm facing during laundry is transporting my goods from place to place. Once I get to the laundromat, totally fine. Actually love it there. Super chill. Got to listen to music. I have a big table to fold things on. It's actually really pleasant. 
but getting to and from is really hard for me. The fact that your house is basically the same distance from the laundromat, and at your house I get to hang out with a dog and I get to play in a garden, and that is all amazing, but it usually takes longer. I'm using up your resources, and you have a big house full of a lot of people, and sometimes they need to use the washing machine while I'm there processing like two or three loads of laundry, and that's not fair to them. Though I do appreciate it. But you don't get it. And like, I... I appreciate the offer, but that's not the problem. And... You're not listening to that part. And for me, when somebody doesn't listen, or when somebody tells me, Oh, no, you you don't have ADHD, you're fine. You just, it's because of the trauma. And it's like, no, hun. <laughs> the way my brain works was there before the trauma. And in fact, a lot of the trauma came because of it. Because I wasn't listened to. Because you're not accepting that the struggles I have are in fact struggles. Just because you don't see them as such. They're struggles for me. And I have to figure out my way to get around it. Because normal people's ways don't work for me. Because every single time I try and take those routes, it's like, instead of the road being blocked off, it is quite literally covered in either molasses or lava, depending on what it is. So trying to force my way through it is a painful and arduous process that a lot of the times I don't make it out to the other side. And a lot of times when I make what you think is a rash decision, like I needed to do it for me, to survive for me. Yeah, it's not always, it's not the smartest idea to just quit a job when you don't have a backup. And I understand that. But it was not it was not a job that I could have stuck around in. It was not a job that I could have survived in. It was a job that was killing me, killing my soul and becoming new traumas in my life. So I had to quit. I had to quit even though I had just started. I had to quit even though I was about to get a raise. I had to quit. And you telling me that I should have just stuck it out is just voicing the same, the same voice that has caused so much fear in my life. And I don't want one of my best friends to share a voice with my, you know, my inner fear voice, you know? And I understand you're trying to help, but you don't understand me. You think you do. You think you do, but you don't understand that I am not like you. I am not like anyone. I am just like me. And that's it. I'm the only one like me. 
there might be other people who are similar and they have their own struggles maybe their struggles look similar to mine but regardless it really hurts when my friend doesn't listen to my struggles and just helps me come up with creative solutions the freeway is not always the best way and honestly the freeway never works for me because I have a moped I just really needed to talk that out because this morning being told that people don't need Adderall and I don't have ADHD or people don't need Adderall it's bogus and people can just self-medicate through weed and homeopathic stuff and you know dealing with the trauma because really it's the trauma that's the problem and it's like you're not listening to me at all you don't see me you don't understand me you put on a good show like you do and you almost had me going but you don't and when I'm saying that you're not listening and you're saying that you are and you're trying to validate my feelings you're not you're just steamrolling me with with your opinions and your opinions aren't useful especially when they just sound like everyone else's opinions and they sound like all the voices that I haven't heard me before all the voices that just say just do the thing and I'm trying to tell you I cannot and so it hurts I'd much prefer a friend who is just like oh you can't do this thing let's figure out loopholes in which we can convince your brain to allow you to do the thing or let's drop it and do something else and maybe when you come back your brain will allow you to do the thing rather than just telling me that I just need to work on my traumas because it's really implying that I haven't been really implying that that's the only thing stopping me but in reality what's stopping me is the fact that I am very different and honestly I love that I'm different I love that I can come up that in order for my brain to work it's almost like I have to come up with a brand new way to figure out the puzzle and sometimes it's instead of trying to figure out the puzzle, it's just being taken by the rapids. And hope that the rocks I hit on the rapids are where I need to go and where I need to go and where I, and what I need to do. But as it is, don't, don't tell me what you think, how you feel like I should be, how you feel like I should think, how you feel like I should heal. Because you don't, you don't know me 
because you haven't taken the chance to listen to what I am trying to say and understand it. You listen to what I'm trying to say and then put it through your filter of who you are. And then you try and base advice on what you would do in a situation. But I am not like you. I'm not like anyone. I'm like me. I have to figure it out for me. I appreciate your help. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your support. And I know you're trying. But unless you try and just accept what I am trying to say as a fact for my life, you don't know me, nor have you taken the chance to get to know me. I just really needed to talk that out. So, what'd you think? Um, yeah, it was it was kind of hard, actually. And at one point, I even just, like, after um, I got dropped off with all my groceries, I basically sent him about, like, four different TikToks and articles and stuff like that about, like, executive dysfunction um, and ADHD and, like, what it feels like. Um and how, like, in, in simple terms, in simple, easy to, easy to weigh, or easy to understand terms, and, like, a huge long paragraph of, like, I understand that you didn't mean to hurt me with what you said, but BT-dubs totally hurt, um, please just accept, (laughs) accept who I am, and accept how I think, um, because telling me how to think, like, telling me how to think, or how to feel, um, and how to be, uh, when I am not (laughs) neurotypical, when I am not normal, um, yeah, it just hurts, it just hurts, and, um, not a fan, so, um, yeah, I, I just sent him basically a long paragraph, just like, hey, you hurt my feelings, I know you didn't mean to, and I appreciate you as a person, but please understand me a little bit more, or, like, take a moment to understand me, so we'll see how that goes, but, uh, it was nice being able to just kind of, like, take a breath, cry my brains out, because that's definitely what I did, um, and then just kind of make my voice heard, even if it was just through, like, an essay-long message and a bunch of TikToks and, and, and comics that represented, like, how I feel and how I cope, um, and how it feels to be inside my head and, like, the roadblocks that are there. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I'm going into it again, because clearly I spent a half an hour doing it, but, uh, that's me, and this is supposed to be an outro, just be like, wrap it all up, but it's not really any wrapping, it was just, that was the kind of time and day I had, and I needed to talk it through, so this is where I did it. Um, hopefully you gleaned something from it, if anything, maybe you just understand me a little bit better. Maybe he'll read it. He'll listen to it. Maybe. Doubtful. But he might. Anyways, that is uh, me on today. Toodles.